Welcome to the Meeple Syrup Show, Designers Discussing Design. We're on episode 52. That's right. Happy anniversary to the Meeple Syrup Show. We have been going for one year. Woohoo! And I am excited to also announce that our uh, evil third host, because he, he looks evil at least right now, uh, and is uh, in Paris, is here to join us for our one year anniversary. How are you doing, Dylan? I'm doing okay. I've uh, just polished off like half a liter of coffee, and it's uh, I- I'm feeling all right. My my fingertips are buzzing, but uh, yeah, I'm I'm good. How are you? I'll, I'm excellent. What time is it for our viewers that don't know these things? It's it's now five in the morning, and you know we've been talking for a little while, so that's that's all right. It's all right. Doing okay. We appreciate that you woke up so early for this, and we're hoping we'll convince you once in a blue moon to uh, still pop on over the year ahead. So we're really excited that you're here. And also, uh, obviously, Maple Syrup would uh, not be Maple Syrup without uh, Sen Fung Lim. How are you doing, Sen? I'm doing great. How are all of you guys out there in Maple Syrup land? Happy anniversary, Daryl. Happy anniversary, Dylan. It's been a good year, eh? (laughs) I got my Canadianism in. Nice. (laughs) You just proved we're Canadian. That is true. Uh-huh. You know who also is Canadian? No, just because she's eating Canadian maple syrup today is is Tiffany, and we'll have her on the show in a little bit. Nice. So yeah, she's a little, a little hint. Consume so. some Canadian goodness today. Nice. All right. Well, and it would not be right if we didn't spend a little bit of time uh, before we get into the show to just give some special thanks. Uh, I want to start off with uh, obviously pointing out uh, I'm wearing the shirt R and R Games. We're really thankful uh, for your support and. Uh, we're really proud to to represent you, so we want to say thanks to R and R Games. And uh, Daryl, if you if you look at Daryl's hat, he's going to point out his hat right now. There it is. And we're very very thankful, of course, to Toy Vault for sponsoring us as well at the level which they do. Um, and to Snakes and Lattes, we don't have any of their clothing. Sorry, uh, Ben. If you give us some clothes, we'll wear it uh, to sponsor our sponsors from Toronto, Ontario, Canada. One of the best game cafes in the world, bar none. I want to give a shout-out to our gold-level sponsors. So we have Board Game Geek, Roxley, Mercury Games, Print and Play, Board Game Bliss, Calpy Games, Chasing Dreams, Cool Mini or Not, Gameland Games, and The Broken Token. Uh, again, that, that was a lot of incredible publishers, uh, printing services, board game stores, consultants... Uh, ex- game accessories, and so what I really want to recommend is if uh, if you want to support um, us, one of the ways you can do that is supporting our sponsors. So if you check out our website, we do have uh, meeplesyrupshow.com. If you go there and you click on sponsors, please click their their logos, and that will send you to their websites, and then you can find and support the products they offer. Mm-hmm. And some other great sponsors of ours are the Boardroom Cafe out in Halifax uh, in Canada. If you're out on the East Coast, go check them out. Chris Moulton is a wonderful dude. Uh, play games with him every year if we can when he's at the gathering, if he can make it when he's not having a baby and stuff like that. Um, Fox Truck Games, Randy Hoyt, amazing guy, Renegade, Scott Gaeta, uh, they partnered together to bring us awesome games like Lanterns, the Adventurers Guild, another wicked, wicked fun um, cafe in the Kitchener area. Uh, it's uh, basically 
one of Daryl's hometown favorites. Level 99, Brad Talton et al., uh, bringing us great things like Battlecon and Exceed. And Dylan's dad. Dylan's dad is a silver Ooh, yeah, level sponsor. Dylan's dad. Dylan, you want to you wanna give a shout-out to Pops? Hey, Dad. How's it going? <laughs> really sorry. Really sorry about the car. Um, I, uh, <laughs> I Spoiler. I, oh, maybe we shouldn't go into that, uh, the skeletons um, online here. Okay, I'll leave and, it alone. Uh, other silver level sponsors like Ad Magic, uh, Sherry Spiro, who is kind of taking the industry by, by the bull, bull by the horns and shaking it up quite a bit. Uh, love to see what she's doing, and Josh Bricker at the Flex Capacity, a good Canadian guy, uh, publishing some amazing games. So those are our silver level sponsors, and we actually have even more. Dylan, yeah. do you know who our bronze level sponsors he, are, Dylan? He, I, I'm gonna say our, our bronze ones because he's busy doing something. Oh, he's busy uh, so his ears. We we got we got Spiel Pro. Uh, very excited about them being a bronze sponsor. Quind Games. We also have Portal Games. Fantastic stuff. Uh, another one which, stay tuned for maybe some upcoming news, but we have the Bearded Meeple, and uh, there may be some uh, meeple syrup, bearded meeple relations going on in the future. We're going to have uh, bearded say, syrup? Bearded syrup or something? <laughs> something, <laughs> something. Yeah. Uh, we got we got Floodgate Games, uh, which we just had Ben on the show recently, and Low Player Count, a fantastic podcast that everyone should be listening to. Yeah, if you like uh, playing games in solo mode or one or two players, um, Low Player Count, that's a podcast for you. And, and then, then do you want to give a shout out to our, our Meeple Syrup producers, Sam? Of course, of course I do, of the Pedro Load, yeah. Um, let's see, we've got... A lot. We've got Nathan Miller. We've got, oh, co-designer Stephen Sauer. Jazzy Bear Brown. Chris Handy. I played uh, two of the Packer Game games today at lunch with Ellie and Scott and had a blast. So that was fun. Chris um, sends his regards as well. He We tried to get him on today's episode because he was on our episode one, but he was very busy and could not make it. But he does send... Yeah. Uh, congratulations. <laughs> He's busy making more little pack-a-game games, I guess. Uh, Mark Lantho, um out in... Where is he now? Is he in France, uh, too? No. No, He's... I think he's in England. Yes, he's in England or somewhere. Uh, Eli, Eli Gingrich, uh, who we're planning... Daryl and Eli are planning a great uh, winter get-together for us all coming up, which is going to be good. Uh, Eric Martin, uh, Maurice Fitzgerald, Marquis Cote, Jennifer Geski... Michael Dorsey, Brent Klink, and AJ Harris. So those are Meeple Syrup producers. And thanks to everybody out there who has participated on our web feeds, um, who's given us commentary on our Facebook page, everybody who's involved with making Meeple Syrup what it has been in the past year. Um, so let's, uh, what do you want to do now, Daryl? Do you want to bring people on? Do you want to talk a little well, bit more about the past, about the future? Let's just, let's just before uh, the masses come in, I'm going to pass this to Dylan, but I'm just curious. We, we We have been missing you, and we've received, actually, a numerous amount of inquiries. Uh, we're curious, uh, how have you been? How was the move? And did you get to play any games amongst the chaos while you are away? Oddly enough, uh, I was playing Coffee Rush uh, with my kids while we were in the hotel, so there's uh, there's that. Um, but uh, we, uh, 
I planned to do a whole bunch of things all at once. I went into surgery, I lived in a hotel, and I moved the entire house to France, which is wonderful, by the way. Thanks to your Kickstarter making millions of dollars, <laughs> you've now got a European outpost here. Yeah, we, so we have a delegate great. to do special reports. Yes, not only is he a, an ambassador for our country, he's an ambassador for our show. I've got to tell you, your contracts are sweet. It's totally great <laughs> here. We're right downtown Paris. I mean, the money's wonderful, and the, the apartment you got me is so spacious. Uh, Don't so, talk yeah, too much really about the secret secrets. You're supposed uh, to be a secret agent, Dylan, not like telling all the secrets out loud. But no, I mean, it's it's been really good. I've actually even had the time to uh, develop a few uh, a few prototypes of my own here, so I'm uh, playing with with the yeah. kids on some of my own stuff. I've but, seen some yeah. pictures, so I'm excited. Yeah, yeah excellent. Been, and and been you're good. actually able to lift things now. I can lift things now. It is wonderful. And the children were counting down the days, and they jumped on me that day, and they didn't get off. Which was <laughs> That's okay. Excellent. Well, thanks, Dylan, for being a part of the one-year anniversary. We also have a couple other people who are part of the one-year anniversary. We have the one, the only, J.R. Honeycutt into the feed, and his right-hand man, Mr. Ace Andrew Enriquez, and we also have one of our favorite co-hostesses in Stephanie Straw and the unimitable, is that a word? <laughs> the one tar Tiffany Ralph coming into the feed right now. So we've got a lot of people here today to celebrate our one-year anniversary of party. Yeah, it's a little party in the feed. Um, so Daryl, start it off. Well, uh, so we're not going to be like a traditional episode in that we like bombard and our guests because uh, there's kind of like we're all hosts, and uh, so. That doesn't really work. So instead, we're just going to freestyle talk about some different subjects. I'm suggesting we just start off with just kind of like what's been happening in board games lately, what have you been playing, uh, what have you been noticing, what's trending, all that kind of fun stuff. And then a little later in the episode, we might get into uh, some of the things that Meeple Syrup might be planning ahead and got some dreams, uh, maybe involving an RV. Uh, so... Uh, some of those ideas might come out later. But uh, first, I'm going to pass it to JR to start us off because really, JR and, a JR and Ace are the part of the origin stories of this show. Yeah. And so, for They're anyone, like our, our planet Krypton that we explored. They, they are our planet Krypton. And so, and for anyone who doesn't know who Nerd Nighters are, Clearly, they've never watched our show. Welcome to the show. Um, and why don't, JR, you tell people a little bit about Nerd Nighters and how, how we all first met. Oh, I'll do that. Um, Ace, by the way, good to see you, man. It's been so long. I know. I know. <laughs> Stephanie, all of and, not, and not good to see me. Stephanie, it's always good to see you. That, you know that goes that. without saying, Steph. Come on. Of course. Uh, Daryl, thank you for the wonderful, for the wonderful intro. Um, I will answer your question, and then I'm going to say something. I'm glad you guys like maple syrup, because it's going to get sappy. Um, oh. Yeah, I can just pour this over my laptop. That would be fine. Did you, right. did you write that? Did you write that down? Of course not. Because then I'm a professional co-host. I know what I'm doing, right? I can say things on the fly. Um, guys, the Nerd Nighters, we are a group that throws board game parties uh, for charity. And of the many things we do, one of them is a podcast uh, intended to help 
our friends who are local or who aren't local all over the world kind of keep up to date with what we've been playing, what's going on in the community, uh, what's hot right now, learn about games that are coming out, talk to game designers, and we just try to make people feel more connected to the gaming hobby because one of the things that I love most and that we as a, as a show love is just how tight-knit and how wonderfully connected all of us are and how even at the very top of the industry, the people who are doing the best work, um, everyone is still there for each other. And it's totally open, right? You can talk to anybody, get help from anybody, and we really want to communicate that uh, through our sense of community to the people who watch our show, which is just our friends everywhere across the world. So that's what the Nerd Nighters is. Uh, we're a YouTube show, a lot like you guys, but with one-tenth the audience, and we happen also on Wednesday nights uh, at 8.30 Central. That's uh, 13.90 in France time. Um, <laughs> and that's, that's an hour and a half right before the Meeple Server show every week. So uh, it's a great show. Ace, do you want to add to that? Steph, do you want to add to that? Yeah, I want to add that while you guys are celebrating 52 episodes, that's one year, we are also celebrating one year. But we are celebrating one year of minutes watched this week for our show. Oh, weird. Oh, that's cool. cool. That's really cool. Sorry. That's like a weird Sorry. To know. Did, you say that's, did you say that's one year? That's one year in minutes. How would you count that? Would that be 525,600 minutes? <laughs> what? Exactly. That's what I was I was wondering is how would you go about measuring that in seasons, right? In of love, seasons of love. Yeah. Sunsets? I'm not sure. Seasons of games, seasons of I listening. I am resisting everything to break out in song right now. I am so proud of you right now. <laughs> so proud of you. So proud of you. We need to move on. This just, is this is bad. After show, it's on. It's on though. All right, we're sticking in the after show. Permission in the after show. I just want to say, guys, I've got to go work on games. Um, but in all seriousness, to you guys, uh, Daryl, I met you for the first time at Gen Con last year. Although, of course, we'd talked on Facebook before that. And Sin, I think I've known you for about two years. Both of you have yeah. been tremendous mentors to me as I've gone from a hobbyist to a part-time designer to now a full-time member of the industry and a full-time game designer. Um, both of you have made incredible changes in my life and, and really helped me out. Uh, the Meeple Serve Show is just a wonderful tribute to, again, the community of game designers that exists across the world. Um, and your show itself is so informational and it's so fun and it's so easy to be an audience member and just to, to get in and ask questions and participate and really feel like you're a member of a community rather than just somebody watching a TV show, like, one way only. And it's because you guys bring professionalism and class and, and attention and energy, and you really make it seem like you love and care not just what you do, but who you do it with. And that's just a tremendous thing. So the game design community, the community of gaming, is a much better place because of the work you guys do. Dylan, you also, all of your co-hosts, um, you guys do great work, and I'm so proud that the Nerd Netters had any minuscule little bit to help you guys get on the way or give you the idea because uh, it's just it's just fantastic. It's, it's so happy to even be associated with you guys. So thank you for what you do. And congratulations on one year. Thanks. We appreciate <laughs> that. Big heart from Dylan. Aww. Do it over your red shirt, Dylan. It'll look better. That's right. Nothing could look better than Dylan. <laughs> Very nice. So if, if you're from Canada, you would get that. That's, that's the People's Republic of Albertistan. Oh, man. <laughs> you Alberta so people. They, people so from Alberta really love themselves. That's, that's the joke. We've we got to represent. Even in France, we got to represent. Come on. Yeah. <laughs> that's awesome. All right, well... 
thank you for the sappiness. Let's <laughs> yeah. uh, let's dive into. I see, uh, for instance, Lagrangia in the background for JR, and I just recently played that, and I thought it was lovely. I'm curious, have others played it? Yeah, I, I played it. I liked it quite a bit. Would you? Any? And you haven't? Oh my goodness! Ace, I, have you played? Uh, I've not played Lagrangia. No. Huh. I, I, I waited for for thirty minutes at the stronghold booth at Gen Con to get a demo because the for, guy was like, Stephanie's "We got like fifteen minutes left." And it just didn't. I didn't give up and left. It was so. All of the demo tables were so popular at Stronghold at Gen Con. Like there was not an empty seat ever, ever, ever. So, but Tiffany, I knew someone. If you would just ask me. <laughs> <laughs> if I just saw you every no, time I was Stronghold Stephanie Straw was not at Gen Con. I never she saw you at message. the Stronghold booth. Everyone remember this. She was not there. Yeah, yeah she's just faking us out with some Jedi mind tricks. This is a joke. No, okay, but so <laughs> These are not the Stephanie Straws you are looking for. But the ones that you deserve? I don't know what I think. That's a mashup. I feel like that's um But you are the one that we deserve and the one we need. That's what I'm saying. So, LaGranha, Tiffany, you will really like. You will like. I have played enough games with you that I know you will like this game. I loved it. Oh, I, I thought it was it. really, really nice mixture of familiar I will, mechanics I will and not a nice. Be at Essen. You might, you might be able to get to play it at Essen, but if not, then I will 100% teach you at BGGCon. It will not take long. I'll do it. You, you and Steve taught me Kanban, so it's only fair. I don't think we taught you Kanban. No, we like we sat and, and tried to bring. I was trying to be nice. I was trying to be nice. <laughs> <laughs> I was not. I don't know if there was any footage of that in the vlogs, but you just yeah, 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 shut the down. Has it in their video? <laughs> no, so that, was, that was the worst. You will really love it though. Lagranha is great. Lagranha is one hundred percent great. Yeah, and, and JR, before he jumped out, wanted to say that he loved the game, but then you bickered so long he just left. No, he was like, in the chat, he was like, bye, I'm leaving. Fine. Okay. Yeah. She just like ran into the door and barged her way in. So apparently... Okay, I don't know what that was about. Sorry. <laughs> so, uh, Tiffany, tell us about your, your, your cam show setup that you got going on there. Um, well, so uh, the teaching job wasn't going so well, so... Uh, You're teaching yeah. something. Yeah. I don't know what is... <laughs> no, um, our old apartment in California was a two-bedroom, and we had an office, and my like video editing stuff was in the office, and in this apartment, we only have a one-bedroom apartment, Um and so we were like, well, we need to put the office in a room where I can, like, close the door when I need to edit. And the only room that isn't a bathroom for that would be the bedroom. So, and then I it just so happens. I, I have a question. Is that the alarm clock in the background that was the one that yes. left going? <laughs> and then very confusing instructions were needed? 
Hang on, hang on. One I'll go get the keypad. Hang on. It's in the back. I'm, I'm really curious about it. For anyone who doesn't know what I'm talking about, first of all, you should be watching the one tower videos. And second of all, uh, it's from her PAX video. So she was just at PAX, and Steve, uh, they left, but they left their alarm clock on, and I guess this is like Super Spy alarm clock, which... You know, people like Dylan know all about. Yes, Dylan but, knows all about that. But the rest of us don't know about these crazy, complicated alarm clocks. So, teach us the secrets. So this is this is the keypad that is was hidden in the bedroom, the bathroom. We hide it in the like. It's like an uh, escape room. <laughs> kind of. So we hide it in the bathroom. So Steve has to like get up and like get it. But like. I need to get one of those. The alarm will go off, and you can't turn it off. You can snooze it for like 30 seconds before it starts going off again. So um, you have to get to the keypad and enter the code. And the code is the day you can set the code to a variety of things. You can set the code to like a four-digit number that you know, or you can have it be the four-digit date every day. Oh, so every morning when you wake up, you have to. Think oh my goodness! Thinking, so yeah, your brain. Oh, yeah, you have to the point and snoozing it for 30 seconds. <laughs> so, so you're saying so your morning brain doesn't kill you. My yeah. morning brain will do that. My morning brain will just, go, you know what? I can sleep for 30 more seconds. Yeah, totally. I will watch just one armpit. I'll just have to watch one. <laughs> and then, and then I'll, I'll just start. leave the other arm. I'll just have yeah. the other arm just paste it to my body. Mor- morning brain, yeah. morning brain yeah. can convince you of anything. <laughs> Yeah, no. But, like, this is so intense. Like, if this dies, if this keypad dies, if the batteries die, it has a rod on the back of it. And this an inanimate like... carbon rod? That's awesome. <laughs> this is, there's this, like, it's like a magnetic rod that is the exact size to hit the, like, emergency turnoff on the alarm. But if you if you unplug the alarm, um, it will still go off. Like, it has an internal battery, and it will go off for, like, three days. Daryl, you so need this. I do. I really need that. I need okay, to, what is the name of this? Yeah, it's, it's plug the this Ramos, thing. It's the Ramos um, alarm clock. But the alarm is, like, super loud and tense, and then it's, like, a, a wooden box with, like, the... the, the it, looks, it looks classy. Hey, man, it's I super want classy. It the numbers on it... Is the numbers are, are, like, recycled numbers from, like, a Russian... Um, They're uh, Nixie tubes. Yeah, but it's recycled from um, train boards. Nice. That's so cool. Like a train, okay, I think. That looks so cool. Yeah, no. four or five. I essentially snooze for, like, 120 minutes every So morning. you sold one to everybody but Steph. Yeah. <laughs> I, I don't like that alarm. I don't. Because you know what he does? Steve gets out of bed, and he hits the keypad, and then he just comes back to bed. I'm yeah. so smart. Version. I'm too smart for that. I need something. You know, that, you know what you need? I saw one where you put money in it, like, and it slices your money oh. if you don't hit it every so often. Like, you have to be awake. Like, first it goes off, and you have to hit it. And then every, that might like, be the one thing. My fiscal and responsibility then, might yeah. be much greater. Exactly. I was thinking, like, yeah. I'm so cheap. Yes. That I think I would force myself to finally wake up because I'd be like, no, don't slice my $20 no, bill. No, but you know what I would do? How can you turn that crap off? That's what I would do every morning. I would figure <laughs> out how to disable it, like dismantle it. I would reverse engineer that crap like Ben Affleck on pay, payday. Paycheck. Paycheck. I would do that. 
I um I, just want to I have I have an app on my phone for my alarm that makes me do a bunch of puzzles and like uh, math problems and I have to type in a sentence like exactly the same way. No, that no, that's not gonna work. That doesn't work for me. I can just throw that thing. Yeah. The oh no, my old phone, I would take the battery out. I would like I would I would like just take the battery out. On this phone, you can't take the battery out. Like it doesn't nice. it doesn't it's not removable. That's well played. The problem with that alarm clock is the 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 cheapest version with the Nixie tubes is three hundred and fifty dollars. Yeah, Steve. Steve is yeah. He doesn't buy a lot of things, but when he does, so when he does things. You can get a two thousand dollar version. Oh, that's not the one we have. That's that's what the next Kickstarter is for, Daryl. Yeah, we went, we hadn't got there yet, but that yeah, was our no, lead. I, I don't think we need that two thousand dollars worth. So Seth called you a big hipster there, Tiff, for having a, a hipster alarm clock. It's not mine though. Okay, so Steve's basically it's a big Steve. hipster. Steve, like we, he Steve's like he knew he knew that he needed to conform to move to Portland. So. Mm. I I yes. just read I just read a new article in Mashable that was talking about the new wave of hipsters and and yuppies is now yuckies. So maybe you're a yucky. If you're maybe. reading, if you're reading Mashable, you're actually also a yucky. Um, <laughs> nice. Tis yeah. true. Tis true. Um, oh yeah. No. See, like, there are people up here in the feed who are gamifying or gaming the system already. They're saying you could just feed a monopoly money, the one that cuts the money, and just lay back. That's well, true. It has to be the right size. Like maybe make yeah. it be like it has to do like it's smart yeah. enough to like, like know how much money you're giving at it. the pot machine. That's true. I mean, mm. I'm not gonna like I'm not gonna manufacture money-sized pieces of paper in the morning. There, there the is the one where you there's an app alarm that goes off where if you don't turn it off, it will deduct money from your credit card, like Whoa. a dollar for every minute okay. you snooze. I've heard of that I one. Just, I, maybe it's maybe it's the coffee talking, but I was. <laughs> like I was what if have... something? What if there's an emergency? <laughs> <laughs> okay, I'm going to bring in a question from the chat because I saw back back a little while. There was uh, David uh, had uh, had put to, put together a little question saying, "What is the best thing you've learned doing maple syrup over the past year?" Uh, I think that's absolutely awesome, but I'm I'm gonna kind of turn that over to to Daryl to start, so we can uh, get, get the. Full I'm hoping you pick on sad. All right, uh, what is the one thing that I've learned? Actually, you know, this is actually kind of a fascinating thing. Um, originally, when I started booking people, I thought, you know, I'm just gonna book people that I know, and then I'll start randomly, hopefully, getting to know people, and then book more people, and. I did not meet very many people <laughs> and thought, oh, no, now I have to ask strangers. Uh, but that is actually, everyone's so welcoming that when you contact someone and you say things like, hey, do you want to be a guest on a show? People are like, yeah, that's honoring. So I don't know why I didn't think about that ahead of time, but it's really fun to contact a variety of designers and publishers and developers that you love what they do, and you just get to ask them, hey, can we hang out and chat online? So what I thought was going to be kind of a, a difficult task is actually quite a fun task. And then now we even get messages from people saying, um, like, for instance, Mike Elliott just saw that, um, that Eric Lang was on. And so he sent us a message saying, hey, if you want to talk, uh, like living card games, you know, have me on, and 
uh, Sen and I are like, oh, that's awesome. Like, that would be an incredible show. So uh, all that to say that the community is very generous on uh, sharing wisdom, and designers are often uh, looking to help other designers, and I, I'm, I'm pretty proud to be part of that. So, Sen, all right, it's your turn. What have I learned? Um, I've learned that uh, <clears throat> I love the board game community more than I thought I did. I mean, I've always loved it, but I really actually um, enjoy being around people that are in the board game community. And it's weird because I'm not... I, you, if you know me, then you know that I'm kind of an introvert. Um, and that uh, this is not Sen. What you see here is not Sen. What you see at cons is a little closer to what I'm like normally and naturally. That's, um, tired. that's tired real Sen. Yeah, that's tired real Sen. And that's that can get nasty. But uh, because of how great the people are uh, in the board game industry from a designer um, level and publishers and people who are just trying to break into the into the game design field. I want to spend time with them, and so I put on my happy face. Uh, and not that I'm mad on the inside or anything like that. It's not, it's not a false thing. It's that I genuinely want to spend time with... Uh, you know, Steph we, and Tiff, we spend so much time at Origins just late at night just playing stupid games um, and having a whole lot of fun. And it's because of people like you guys that are so inviting. Um, and that's actually kind of what I missed at uh, Gen Con. This is my first Gen Con, and so I really missed having that collegiality. Um, that Origins was much a much better show for me in that regard that... Um, what I and I've learned what I like and I learned what I don't like about certain conventions. So I'm I'm happy to have gotten to more of them than I normally do because I, I'm normally not that kind of person that travels for these types of things. So that is what I learned from Meeple Syrup. Also how to start the audio on time. I also learned how to do that. Did you have you been to BGGCon yet? No. And see, okay. that's the thing, right? That's yeah, another so one that I wanna go to. So, like, my thing for the last year was that I would travel to as many conventions as I could to get, a, like, a taste of what they're like, and Steve went with me to several of the major shows, and we were not planning to go to BGGCon this year, but it wasn't until we were at Gen Con and realizing that we have now all these friends that we've, like, acquired in the community, and, like, we would see them for literally seconds at Gen Con, and we would have enough time to say hello we should play something, and then that was it. Like, that was the only thing that we could ever do, um, which is why I agree with you. Origins was, like, a lot more fun when it comes to, like, playing games with people, but, like, mm -hmm. that's all BGGCon is. Yeah. It's just hanging out with friends and playing. So that's why Steve and I, we decided we're just we're, we're going to go to BGCon to do that. So if you ever have a chance, like, I would I would actually prioritize, and we're going to in the future, we're going to prioritize BGGCon over GinCon. Now. Well, definitely looking at smaller cons. Uh, not that BGG Con is that small, but not like the industry trade show stuff. I think you know one a year because I'm in the industry, have to be there for some of them, um, or just have different expectations and knowledge. Now that I've been to some of them, I think that's fair. Uh, Ace, you know, even knowing that you're at, at Gen Con, how much we didn't play a game together. We we saw each other like three times. It was hard, man. Yeah, it was good seeing you, and I, <clears throat> I lost actually my um, my mic foam piece, my shotgun mic, and you just randomly found me and gave it to me like the last day. So yeah, but I had been looking for you forever to do that. <laughs> That's what I mean about Gen Con. It was a little bit too much. I, 
I think the first year for me at Gen Con was really tough, but now, like, having gone four times now, like, I can't get through a single call without finding 15 friends to say hi to, so I think that grows over time, but... I want to say the last year what I learned was um, at the Nerd Night, in the Nerd Night community, we are always telling people um, if you want to do a thing, then do it, and we will help support it. And it was like a year ago when um, you guys came to me and was like, hey, we would love to do a show just like yours after yours. And I'm like, yes, go do it. This is going to be awesome. And you guys did, and it's great to see how successful it's become. So, Thanks, man. It's awesome. Dylan, what have you learned in the last year? Um, I mean, it's it's kind of a combination of, of uh, hot your, buttered rum. your input. Well, there's hot buttered rum has been awesome. I mean, hot buttered maple syrup mm. rum has been absolutely wonderful. Yeah, um, yeah. But it, what, what's interesting to me is uh, is kind of taking the answers that uh, you get to our standard stock questions and and going through every single designer that we've we've asked questions to. And there's a lot of similarities between the answers, but all coming at it from a different uh, from a different perspective. And the fact is, you know, we always ask, "What would you tell a first-time designer?" The answer is always varied, uh, but it it dances around a few central uh, central ideas that we all kind of understand. Uh, but it's that personal touch that every single designer has had to that question, <clears throat> and that personal direction from which they approach that question, that's been just amazing for me. Uh, listening to the to the angle that people have on uh, on some of the stock questions that we ask, it's it's never been old. It's never gotten old, and that's what's been really interesting. And yet, there's such a, a common theme that that connects them all. It's kind of like you know, shaving off planes to get to the central uh, central uh, sculpture in your uh, in your that's trapped in your stone. Everybody's got a different perspective, and it's that's been the learning process for me. It's been absolutely wonderful. But we do have other uh, questions from our, our audience, unless other people would like to pit, uh, jump in on the what, what I've learned this... Uh, I, th I think Steph has something. Steph, Steph learns a lot. I'm always forgotten. It's okay. I'm Whatever. Oh, woe is me. <laughs> I, did I didn't not actually think you were here. You were not forgotten. Come on. Just like Gen Con. That's I'm, like not, Gen I'm not even really here. So over the past year, I've learned how to convention better. Mm. Um, I have learned... To, have um, you, though? I don't remember you seeing you at Gen Con. You know what? Maybe that was on purpose. So maybe I conventioned better that way. Oh, snap. <laughs> I'm just kidding. That's not true. That's not true. But I have, I have learned how to convention better, how to manage my time better, how to um, food truck better. Yeah, food truck more and restaurant less, better on That's your smart. budget and your time takes like, you know, 15 minutes as opposed to two and a half hours potentially. And then you can go off and game and do your thing. But also um, on being on Meeple Syrup a couple of times, it's always interesting. So I've been on a couple of different shows um, and it's always a different experience on every show that you're on. And it's also a different experience on each of the episodes of the show that you're on, right? And it depends on the guests, and it depends on just the flow and the vibe. And sometimes that just really clicks. And one of my favorite, favorite shows, first of all, I love Dylan. Dylan's fantastic. 
I love Dylan's like screen presence at Startup, but he hasn't been on a lot of the shows that I've been on. But I really loved the RPG episode, just because I oh, felt the one like, we did just like last week. Yeah, I really loved it. Um, I just felt like it was a lot of fun, and the flow was good, and um, I really liked the questions. I was very interested. I felt like it was a subject, and interestingly enough. I went back and I have a couple of podcasts that I listen to. Well, I say a couple. I have like a million. But and like coincidentally, a lot of those podcasts were also talking about the same subject that we were talking about, which was breaching the gap, board games, RPGs, and like that crossover. So I felt like it was kind of cool that we were sort of innovative in that, like that we were kind of jumped the gun in that, and that not these not that these other podcasts then were like oh it's on maple syrup let's do a thing on that like they may or may not have thought that i don't know they could have watched it and been like that's a really great show or they could have just already had that planned and scheduled but i thought that was really cool um and uh, i really enjoyed the guests on that show and we've also talked about kind of doing like an rpg session together so there's some like post maple syrup camaraderie going on there so um yeah, I've actually learned a lot being on the show. The show's structure is really great. Sen and Daryl are so organized, and I don't know if the audience can really see that. Um, but there, we have we have a chat that's going on that is not just to make fun of people in our audience. That's not what it's for at all. It's to absolutely organize. Like Sen and Daryl are like, okay, Stephanie, like you're gonna do a question next to this person, and like we talk about what kind of questions we're gonna. Do and like, hey, I can't think of a question. What's a good thing to follow up on? Or like, wow, I'm really interested in talking to this person about this. There's a lot that goes on behind the scenes that helps make it a really good show. Mm -hmm. And Senate and Daryl obviously care about that. <laughs> and they, they do a lot of that. And that is really cool and really important. And that's what I really love about this show. Yeah, I've been a guest on, I think, six different shows now. Um, and this Meeple Serve is definitely like, no offense to JR and Nerd Nighters and the other shows I've been on, but uh, Meeple Syrup is definitely the most organized to come on to as a guest. Like, this is this is fabulous. I don't, like, stress or worry. I just know that they're going to, like, handle everything. It's great. It's You guys we do a try. fantastic job. We try. <laughs> we just, we're good at faking it. That's all. Fake it till you make it. Yeah, fake it till you make it. Uh, Dylan, what was your next question? You were going to jump into another question. Uh, okay, I was copying them all. And then we remember that Steph was on it right off the... That's true, exactly. Oh, she is? Where the hell is she? Oh, th there she Okay, sorry. Yeah, there she is. Um, actually, there was a comment about uh, bringing Periscope into the, the board game community. I just kind of... I'm going to throw that out there to you guys. I didn't even realize that that was, like, groundbreaking. I remember Sen just kind of like saying, "How do you work this Periscope thing?" Yeah. But yeah, like, how did that? How did that go? Well, it was uh, it was a means to an end. Um, it was Origins, and we had made some promises, and we wanted to fulfill them. So we slaughtered my data plan, and <laughs> we uh, used Periscope. Actually, it's it's funny because it was actually Sherry Spiro's idea. She said, you guys got to totally. get on Periscope. Um, about Not not about Meeple Syrup, about um, actually playing games. So you guys got to show how your games are played on Periscope because it'll do good job. It'll do a good job in advertising the games for you. Um, and so Daryl and I talked about, hey, why don't we just walk down all the aisles and do live tweeting of it 
But then we thought about Periscope, and we thought, oh, let's just show it. And it's kind of fun because Periscope is interactive and it's live. The, the one criticism that we got just the other day is that you have to hold your phone vertically. So you have to hold your phone vertically instead of horizontally, so they don't have a very wide angle view. And for the first week of Origins, which was all that it was, uh, we didn't know how to autosave because I didn't click it, and so a lot of our content was lost. But um, one thing that I think Daryl was saying, um, bye Ace, uh, Daryl was saying that he heard from some people that, you know, Meeple Syrup is sort of the show to watch in terms of, not to watch, but to follow in terms of periscoping live. So, Well, I, I, I want to jump in because uh, it was a really neat experience we started doing it, and as we said, we, we weren't geniuses or had any real uh, prescriptive plan. I remember, actually, each night, Sen and I would discuss what worked and what didn't work, and we kind of, like, were getting better as we went. So by the end, we actually were, like, quite intentional and strategic about certain things, and I'd love to actually share about some of that um, in time. But the one of the things that I personally enjoyed was interacting with people on the first day via Periscope, and then people showing up on future days and saying things to us like, oh, I know where everything is already because I was following Periscope. So I already feel like I've been here. And so that was a really neat experience. And like people talking about like, oh, it was so annoying because I'd see a beep and I was working on something at work, but I would, I'd pull it up because I had to watch and I'd watch for five minutes and then uh, you'd cut out and I'd get back to my work and then, you know, another tweet would come up and I'd, ah, I gotta go watch that. And so it was really fun to, like, talk to people afterwards, especially the ones that came uh, because maybe they were coming for one day or they couldn't come until the weekend and we were there during the week. It was really fun to be that like to bring that to people and know that you're kind of filling that need of well not need but opportunity of people getting to see where things are and what well, things for are. For some people it's a need. <laughs> it's a real visceral need for some so, people to see. And and it was also really uh, what we learned was we really wanted to make it personal. So it felt like the perspective was like you're right there talking to the person. You can ask questions, you can interact. And so that helped us learn, and we learn from other examples of people that are doing other things with video or different ways. So for that, especially for Origins, it was a really uh, fun learning experience. And so, yeah. Mm -hmm. Anybody have anything to add to Periscope or cons? I mean, Tiff, you, you are known for vlogs. Yeah, I mean, I'm not, not going to say quite, you stole my thunder. But... No, but I mean, the irony is, like, <laughs> like you have... Like, a, a, a very strong, opinionated followership that's, like, waiting on edge for your vlogs to be loaded. And it, so like... a little bit about that. Oh, man, well, um... Regardless of all the periscopes, it doesn't matter. We can, all of us, periscope a hundred times. It's still not going to be as good as Tiffany's vlog. Right, <laughs> absolutely not. It's, it's content-specific. There's music, there's lead-up, like... Yeah. I mean, the video, the video of Michael Coe... Not the with the uh, with the with the the the, the suit of armor. armor. Oh my yeah. goodness, that was with gold. the music. But and the, and there's, the no, there's no way you're gonna periscope that. No. That was that was a lot of fun, Mike. That was I I um I asked Michael when I first saw him in the suit if I could film him getting dressed, and he looked at me a little weird, 
And then I told him my idea, and he was totally down for it. So I'm glad oh, I, I'm he's, glad he's it worked actually out. A, he was like, he's an actor, so he's really good at that kind of stuff. That makes yeah, sense. He, he has film credits on IMDb. Oh, whoa. I didn't even realize that. Yeah, no, he was, I mean, he was like, I think he was just a little weirded out, because he was like, you want to come to our hotel room? <laughs> like, oh, yeah, 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 to watch him get dressed. Yeah, 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 yeah. So um, it was very clear that they had cleaned the room before I, <laughs> before I showed up. How <laughs> To wear the suit, and then hmm? I, I was supposed to wear the suit, and then it was like, uh, it's, I saw, yeah, it's I saw, I saw Michael like, like, yeah, Michael told me how much time it took to get into it, and I was like, I'm not really here at Gen. It's a process. I was with them for about two hours, um, like doing all the film and stuff like that, but um. So I actually, I actually uh, kind of periscoped at Gen Con because I was so... Sorry, I got to pause you for a sec. Okay. Because uh, Sen just pulled up. Uh, if you look, you can see Michael Coe's IMDb. Man, that is precious. Whoa! <laughs> oh, my gosh. Michael Isn't Coe that awesome? Michael Coe and his wife, most attractive gaming yeah, couple. They're, like, they're definitely stunning people that should 100%. be... They should populate the earth. For sure. <laughs> and they're trying. For sure. <laughs> Look at, that. Look at that face. What is he like? He's like. Hey. That's some acting right well, there. Well, he was. He was. I, he's on America's Most Wanted. So. Yeah. As a future alcoholic, oh no, that's on Everwood. Oh no. Oh, oh, and there's a collie. Oh, border collie. Okay, yeah, back to Tiff. So Sorry, I just had that. I had to point that out. Sorry. Um. Yeah, no, well, so I periscoped a little bit at Gen Con, which was kind of nice, because at Gen Con I didn't have the bandwidth, like, mentally um, or time-wise to be able to do my usual one-day turnaround vlogs, and I felt really, really bad about that, so I actually I periscoped a little bit, and it was, it was kind of nice, but I actually, I found that, like, I basically would periscope the same way I would shoot a, se- a segment of my vlogs. Um, the difference is, is that, like, I couldn't edit out awkward things or people just walking up to me and, and all this other stuff. <laughs> which is the funny thing. Which is the funny thing. Like, people know that this is what I do at cons. Like, everybody everybody knows that this is what... Like, <laughs> Tiffany is walking around with a camera talking... Like, why are they stunned? Well, and like... Well, no, I always have this nowadays where, like, I'm filming and people will start talking to me and then they'll be like, oh, oh, I'm sorry, I didn't realize you were, you were filming. And oh, I was like, who that... did you think I was talking to? <laughs> Internet? Well, I do talk to the internet, yes, quite quite frequently. But um, I, with the Periscope app, it was like even, it was like less. So many people were like, they thought like I was FaceTiming or something. So they were actually more like cognizant of me having like a filming device out, which was kind of funny. I thought that was very interesting. Um, but yeah, I really liked the periscoping stuff, but it, it detracted from my vlog content because I would actually be periscoping stuff instead of vlogging it. So then when I went back and I went to like edit my vlogs, I would be like, oh, right, I was periscoping that footage, not, ah, oh, darn it. So, yeah, it was an interesting experience. Mm-hmm. I, I enjoyed it. It's, it was a lot, it was a lot, um, it helped with my sleep schedule, because I felt less gizzly about not doing one-day turnarounds on the Gen Con stuff, so that was very nice. That's good, for sure. So, um, so someone asked, after a year of doing the show and learning from mistakes, is there any advice you would give to others looking to do a show in similar format? So I guess this is really 
really actually to anybody. Tiffany, Daryl, Dylan, then. I, I've learned you, you've got to have Suze in your audience at all times. You're doing oh, yeah. Yeah. 100%. Yeah. Watching you constantly. Give me a card for Suze. Oh, I can't do it. My hands don't do this. My Asian hands are too small. Stop it. <laughs> too too small to make a heart that's big enough for Sue's. I mean, do your whole body. Just do a like. Oh, like this. Yeah, or just, you know. Nope. That kind of looks like a heart. I also look like a ballerina. I'm not sure. What's what's wrong with that? So. You can so, do a dance of love. I, dance of, I can do an interpretive dance of love for Sue's. Looking to do a show in a similar format. Or just something that you've learned over the course of the year that you think maybe personally that you would like to do better at. I have some things I would like to do better at, but I'll let you guys go first. No, you go first. Oh, for me? Oh, I'm always looking to improve on podcasting and live video casting. I have some things that I, I go back and watch and listen to every show I'm on. Um, I'm glad I'm not the only one that does that. It is, it is excruciating, let me just say, because... I am so irritated with myself. I'm like, Stephanie, you are an unfunny, <laughs> not clever. Clearly not, because I'm laughing. Ridiculous yeah. person. Like, why are you saying that? That's so silly. I, I'm, I'm very hypercritical of the things that I say and how I say it, especially some of the shows that aren't highly edited because I say a lot of ums or I might pause too long, but I've gotten a lot better at that over the year as a result of me listening to myself doing that and actually me listening to others do that too because I do listen to a lot of podcasts. And there's I, I sort of have some things that I like about some shows and then I like about other shows, but all of those things cannot necessarily be incorporated into just one show. And I don't know if that makes sense. But sure. like the things that I like about Meeple Syrup are the structure and the organization. But there are some things about other shows that I, I like. Like I like Nerd Nighters is sometimes we'll have a topic, sometimes we won't. But um, it's kind of sort of usually this loosey-goosey, like wh however it goes thing. And I like that too, and it works for that show. So I don't think that necessarily we should go, oh, well, I like this thing about maple syrup, let's put that into Nerd Nighters, or that I like this thing about Nerd Nighters, let's put that into maple syrup. I think that the shows can have their own purpose in place, but I think that they could both benefit from each other in some ways. Like, we could probably benefit from a little bit more organization on the Nerd Nighters. Um, that's mostly my fault. <laughs> like, I'm the unorganized one. Um, and then also I think that maple syrup, sometimes there's some questions and things that I, like, really want to follow up on. Like, I really want to, like, oh, I want to talk about that more, but then I feel that pressure of, like, oh, someone else has to ask a question now, or, like, I don't want to feel like I've talked too long, like I am right now. <laughs> <laughs> no, I get that too, Steph. I, I, I totally understand where you're coming from in terms yeah. of following up. That's what the Hot Pursuit is for and right. we just right. we, we need to use it a little bit better and be a little more willing to stick on a topic I think when it's pertinent. Yeah. yeah. And and give give it to other people. I mean the beauty of a flow and the chat we're learning. I, I think we've actually grown a lot in this is that at, at the beginning we always kind of had our questions in mind and then 
one thing that really I think elevated the show was when we prioritized the show more than ourselves. And so like we always wanted and it's been a huge compliment that certain times people have come on the show and said, you know, I really feel valued and I really feel like you're prioritizing me as a guest. And so for us, even doing things like in the chat saying like like who has a follow up question for this? Let's keep this going. Or oh, this is a really excellent topic. We you know we can't leave this topic. You know sometimes there'll be debate, but really like we're learning to, how to hear each other, how to do that, how to pass the question to someone else so they keep the conversation going. Even like following what the viewers are doing because sometimes the viewers are really digging something and we're thinking about something else. But being able to adapt and say oh you know the viewers really want this still. So in the chat saying you know let's stay here because viewers really want this or, you know, let's move because viewers are getting bored. You know, at the end of the day, we have to prioritize the show and we're learning how to do that better. I, uh, I think that's a great segue into our audience. We have a great audience. Uh, Tony, Sue, Sir Bob, Dave, every bearded meatball, Tyler's on there right now. He just popped in. Um, everybody who is on that feed asking questions uh, are very serious actually about their questions. They actually want to have those questions answered yeah, by the guests. Quality, and, quality questions. And I think it's wonderful because, as Steph knows, sometimes we can't think of a good question, and it uh, really helps us to have the audience on our side. And really, that's why we do the show. It's not to promote us. I mean, we love learning from our guests, but we really want our audience to share in that knowledge and get out of the people who they might not have contact with the answers that they're looking for, especially, you know, world-famous designers, right? So it's pretty cool having the live feed up and having a, you know, third person in the ring to help us manage all of that. So usually, you know, I'm doing the tech stuff on this and cameras and the audio. Daryl's guiding everything. And then our third host is doing color but also taking care of the the Twitter feed, and which we don't use that much, actually. It's mostly the YouTube feed that people are watching and commenting on really quickly, and that has been a, a blessing, really, to have three people to be able to divide the labor like that. So that's what I've learned, is that you need a lot of people to make the show run really well. We've actually developed a really kind of now, I wouldn't say sophisticated, but at least de highly developed uh, chat language where we can kind of do shorthand in, in the chat and, and organize things on the fly, which is which has been a really interesting development. Um, and it, it just happened organically. Um, I'm certain I've got uh, problems making long parenthetical comments, which um, that's that's not going to change anytime soon. Uh, but yeah, at any rate, um, <laughs> any anyone who knows me in, in person knows I tend to ramble on. But uh, no, it's it's uh, it's really enjoyable actually having two screens on the go and flipping between all of your uh, all of your various tabs and trying to see who's talking and, and bring that into the chat and and get that organized. And speaking of which, unless we've got anything further on this particular topic, there's a couple of questions that went to favorite guests. Uh, or best interview and favorite shows, if you want to talk a little bit about that. Shall we go to Daryl again? We shall. Sure. Uh, I mean, yeah, I got I to gotta give a shout-out to a few guest-slash-episodes. I'm just I'm feeling a little nostalgia, um, and I'm looking back here, and 
wow, it feels like forever ago, some of these episodes. Like, for instance, this cracks me up, but our, I'm trying to look at what number it is. Uh, episode 8, we had Matt Ocho. Leacock. Ocho. We had, we had Matt Leacock on, who we had just gotten to know uh, better at, at the gathering. Uh, but we, out of nowhere, basically blind invite, because the topic was co-ops, we invited Jonathan Gilmore. And, I mean, that guy is, like, just one of us now. I mean, he hosts all the time. We had a running joke for a bunch of weeks where he hosted where I was missing, where he pretended he was me, and then I pretended I was him when I came back. And, like, just a variety of things that I think to myself, I can't even fathom our show without Gilmore. Um, and so, you know, that's a, that's a funny little... You know, one of the ones. I, I mean, let's pepper it around because I have a few that I, I I'd like to come back to. But uh, someone else got an episode or a guest that stands out. I want to I want to drop two names actually. I want to drop Aaron Hoffman and I want to drop Scott Nicholson uh, because those are two people. During the episode, I just kind of wanted to go and and just listen to them talk, um, like where you you've got a guest where you don't really have to work. You, you're just sitting there and you're just listening and everything that comes out of their mouth is gold and um, that, that, those were beautiful episodes. Like, those were really good. Let, uh, let's, let's spread the love, though. Sen, what do you got? Oh, I, I, like, I really enjoy the episodes where it's not particular, particularly board gaming related. So the Aaron Hoffman was video games. Um, the Jim Pinto uh, and Sarah Quinn was uh, RPGs. So those are really great, and we've already mentioned those. Um, some of the ones that I really enjoyed, and it's maybe just a little bit of my fanboyism, uh, but uh, being able to interview Vlada, uh, Vlada at the gathering, and Matt at the gathering, Matt Leacock again at the gathering, those are two of my personal favorites because those are two of my favorite designers and actually my favorite people in terms of uh, of designers and and their influence on me as a designer. Um, I've had run-ins, not run-ins, like mean run-ins, but just like conversational run-ins with both of them over, over the course of the career and it's it was just really good to finally sit down with them and have a dedicated 30 minutes of chat with them. So Matt and, and Vladja have been my favorite pretty much. Yeah. Steph, other than uh, the RPG one, which one did you like? I can't hear Steph. Steph, your volume's really low. Like, off. I think her different mic didn't work out. Oh. So, Still yeah. Work again. I can't hear you. We'll wait. We'll wait. We will wait for you. Um, meanwhile, I'm going to throw in another one just to stall uh, because this is just a really funny moment. And I can't believe this actually doesn't have more hits. But uh, it was episode 10, and we had Larry Rosna and Patrick Nickel. Oh, wow. That was just incredible. I mean, there was definitely an incident at the end of that episode that everyone needs to see. But on top of it, it was so tense and so interesting of an episode. There was d genuine debate and genuine moments of on the edge of chaos while at the same time like respect and listening as well. I mean, it was just a roller coaster. I 
That was a good episode, actually, and I, I do remember the incident. It basically brought the entire town into uh, into the chat. It was quite good. <laughs> so that that's one nostalgia. Steph, are you back? Sad vase. No. Sad violin. What happened? Like, how did we lose your voice? Why don't Why don't you try leaving and coming back? Try log in. You log can do out. interpretive dance. Oh. Okay. There she hopefully, is. Hopefully she'll be back soon. <laughs> I think she's saying Blockus is her favorite game. And she wants yeah. us to interview Reiner Nitzia. Mr. Roboto. About fits. Because it's like Blockus. Nice. Um, other kind of funny or memorable or meaningful guests or topics that anyone can think of? Well, I mean, it's... it's uh... Just the the show will be different every single time. Like there's there's no uh, you'll you'll find that the show will will take on a tone. And sometimes we all go and wax philosophical, and sometimes you know like whatever. But uh, I actually found that uh, interviewing uh, Bruno Faidutti was uh, was great, especially given the time that uh, it was right after the Charlie Hebdo. Um, True. So like we've, yeah. We've, good point. We've had a couple kind of poignant moments in the show, like after the Ottawa shooting and after the uh, after the uh, Charlie Hebdo massacre, and um, where we really got some emotional some emotional moments in the show, and and like uh, when uh, when Bruno was able to talk about uh, the poilu or the um, the grizzled, um, really like stuff that I th- I think is not just important for games but but important for culture in general and, and important in some cases for history uh, but also anytime we get Eric, Eric Lang on the show <laughs> who is uh, an, an exceptionally thoughtful man uh, just wonderful to hear I, I mean there are so many great moments on the show Steph are you back with us? I don't know! Yay! Yay! <laughs> That's so exciting! It's like hearing my voice for the first time. <laughs> those videos get me every time. Have you seen those videos where, like, they, oh, they, hear, they hear, oh, oh, I, lo- oh I lose it. I lose I it. I shared one into my Facebook feed recently, and I was oh. just like, I had, to, I, I had to remove it from feed, because I was but, like, I can't cry right now. But you have, to watch, you have to watch it once. Like, once you see it, you're like, okay, I gotta watch it. I gotta watch all of them. Yeah. I've seen I've seen one compilation video of it. Oh, the compilation, like, ruined me. Anyways. <laughs> um, there's some other questions uh, about... Let's see here. Oh, interesting. So... Somebody asked us... I think it's Mad Bona asked about uh, Meeple Syrup Con... Hmm. What, yeah. what, what's our well, what's our take on that, Daryl? Okay. Well, okay. So there's a kind of a twofold uh, answer to that. First of all, the 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 dream or the idea. There was a dream, um, and we I it, had a dream. Yeah. We we put it as a part of our original Kickstarter, um, and we thought it'd be really cool. And the idea was that we were going to actually invite everyone that supported us, even for a dollar, that you could actually come to the con for free. That was going to be like our hidden like surprise. Is if we had reached that amount, we were just going to say everyone like party, uh, because we would just pay for it, and then we'd say people that you know supported us, you're for sure in the door, and then as many as that can fit. Um, and we were going to do kind of a mixture of 
uh, Unpub, Protospiel, um, Gathering, like just this mixture of all the cons that we love and try to just kind of do something up north um, for that. Uh, and we're not saying that's not a possibility in the future, um, but we realize it wasn't ready yet, and we, we really respect and appreciate, and we're actually quite blown away uh, by the Kickstarter response, but the Kickstarter response didn't get there yet. Um, and I'm, I think uh, Tiffany can speak to just how uh, much you get blown away by people's support, uh, but I'm you like also right now, yeah. <laughs> but uh, that it, it's incredibly humbling, and at the same time, you also trust whatever comes in. That's what you're supposed to do. So uh, for us, that was you know a real clear answer that uh, the, that we weren't doing a maple syrup con yet. Um, we're still interested, and if you're interested, let us know. Um, but on the flip side, one thing that I'm personally doing is I'm going to try to organize. Uh, think of it as almost like my my training event. I'm going to run uh, a, a con. I did run the board game bash, which was a, a convention for my local area where we had 225 people come, and it was really great. But I want to take on kind of like this retreat model, where people can get together and have that cozy gaming, designing, hanging out kind of experience, so so I'm helping uh, organize something for this coming uh, January 1st, 2nd, 3rd. Um, and we're going to do that as like a pilot test, and then the goal is maybe to grow it, and maybe there would be something with maple syrup to, to blend into that as well. So that, I don't know if that answers the question fully, but that's all I got. I think what we're, uh, what Daryl's trying to do <clears throat> over the New Year's break is create a new kind of thing to do for New Year's, right? I mean, it, that's what it's going to be. Yeah. It's, it, hopefully, it'll become my family's habit. Yeah. My family's, every New Year's, this is what we do. And what I think that doing, would... What are you doing for New Year's? What are we doing, Straw? I, I, I mean, I'm asking you. What I mean, are we doing? Maybe you should come up to Canada? And find it out. Well, you know what? Well, as as someone know. that was recently kidnapped by Canadians, I can tell you, it's really nice. I've heard, I was, it, there were talks of being kidnapped. <laughs> the, it was at a specific event that we didn't recall seeing you at. Yeah, if we had seen you, we would have totally kidnapped you. So crazy. <laughs> I'm, getting, I'm getting messages from the audience that it, it was really exciting when my microphone was not working, so maybe we should... Maybe we should do more of that. Oh, that's oh, I know. Isn't that sad? Isn't that sad? That's so sad. Be um, nice people. New Year's. New Year's though. So can like well can I what do I have to do to get in Canada? Do I have to like have like knowledge of things or play hockey and Yeah. Well I could do hockey. I got that covered. We're right. actually going to be at the camp that Justin Bieber went to as a kid. That's and, why I and, mentioned it. And, and Tiff, Tiffany, Tiffany has, Tiffany's I, been there. I played yeah. hockey in college, and I actually, I will admit, I enjoy the Justin Bieber scent. Wait, did you just say you played hockey in college? You are Canadian. Yep, you're pretty darn Canadian. No, no, she has to like have Bieber, university. You just have to say university, then Canadian. Oh, I played, I played hockey at the university. There you yeah. go, you're Canadian. I was just going to say, Dylan can even make that happen. You're Canadian. <laughs> he just magically did it. There you go. Yep. Using his magic spy powers. Yeah. Um, so so what's, what's going on New Year's Eve? Tell me about that. Oh, Daryl, tell her. 
Okay, uh, the short version Did is... Did I just accidentally get invited because I just happened to be, like, no, I during said, the conversation? I sent you an invite. I sent you an invite. It's a, it's a small con at Bieber's Camp uh, where we're going to have, like... That's, that's not what it's called. It's not called Bieber's Camp. Yeah, but, it is not. It's not, though. That yeah. is what it's called. We're going to go with that. Yeah. And uh, there'll be ice skating, there'll be tobogganing, there'll be um, hiking, there'll be uh, fire outside, there'll be uh, lots of gaming, there'll be playtesting and designing of games, There, it's a family-friendly event, all the food is, like, included, the accommodations. It's like, basically, it's inspired by Isaac, who made the comment that going to cons is like going to camp for adults, and we're just doing that. We're literally going to camp. So, yeah. And so then uh, people can bring camp. their families and... uh beds. Yeah. It's just, it's going to be a good old time. We the, can, the, yeah, seriously we camp. can tell, we'll tell, like, scary stories about yeah, games. Around the, fi- around the game fire. Designs. Yeah, we'll have a big old fire going. You can use yeah. Dixit cards as an inspiration. That's a good idea. Tell can't tell like ghost stories using Dixit cards. Yeah, it's like Mysterium reversed. Yeah, reversed. Except yeah. you're not killing anybody. I heard you're just telling the story. Oh, come on. Then I'm I not mean, coming at all. Obvi Dylan is not invited at this point <laughs> because he's threatened homicide. So. The other thing that we haven't got to, and the time is flying, so we need to get to it, is the RV idea. Oh yeah, yeah, the RV idea. Let's talk so about the RV. So idea. you're gonna rent an RV. Yeah. You buy an RV? Well, I don't think we can afford to buy an RV. I, I I, RV. We've got American money. Our are in Canadian did, money. I did some number crunching, and for the same amount that we raised this year for cons, we could rent an RV and travel where we would travel around the United States. You're thinking so small right now. You need to buy an RV and it needs to be the freaking maple syrup RV, and it needs to have the maple syrup logo in all of your faces, like, spray-painted on this RV, and you need well, to travel get enough, the freaking if we, world. If we get enough support, then we'll look into cling-wrapping our RV yeah. rental. He's, why are you he's already even, like sent me to Europe on contracts. Why are you even so renting? He's out You're of money. so crazy. Just invest. Why are you, you can own. <laughs> yeah. yeah. That's the, the American dream, right? There. Equity. Equity. Come on. So the idea would be that we'd start up in Boston, and we already have a few people ready for us in Boston, including like Hasbro and uh, uh, we would hope that someone like uh, the one tar might fly in and help us, uh, and who knows who else might fly in and be willing to help us, but we would kind of have this rotating crew that people could drive, and we could design and make videos uh, while we drive between locations, and and then go to New York, and then work our way down the coast, maybe hit up the Carolinas, because there's a whole bunch of designers in that area. Maybe get to Arkansas, because, like... Well, definitely, we'll, we'll hopefully, like, hit up, like, Atlanta, because Cool Mini or Not is a wonderful sponsor of ours. Uh, some other... We might have to work our way over to Nerd Nighters, and we might happen to need to make a trip somewhere, like Little Rock or, or something Platt like Hat. that. You know, go see Plaid uh, Hat. Go, go see Plaid Hat, see Nerd Hiders. But more importantly, 
Well, you know, it's the journey more than the destination, right? Right, yes. And then um, we work our way maybe over to the Arizonas because we know a bunch of uh, wonderful publishers and designers over there. Work our way to San Diego and then work our way right up the coast and uh, visit a few wonderful stops along the way. It's an Um, amphibious bus, correct? Yeah, well, and then we work our way over to Dillon. (laughs) (laughs) From the Pacific Ocean, yes. Yes. So Dylan, that, you just you have to just come to Little Rock. I feel like. And actually, that's a place I've always wanted to go, really, because it's <laughs> really? in, in my hometown. We have Big Rock, and it's just natural to want to go to Little Rock because you know it, there's a connection. The one that, right, there I is. See. That's an There's odd, tenuous connection. Then okay. you stop it. Stop making what? your faces. Let, let me let Dylan and I have this moment, okay? Okay, you guys can totally have this your, moment. Your big little rock moment. So yeah, so that would be our idea, and then we could like pop in and see designers in their natural habitat. <laughs> you know what is inspiring them? What is their workspace? We could see we, publishers. And we need see. the Canada's Canada who's who. <laughs> Flute music at the beginning of it. You got it. Like, oh, is it hinterland music? The Canada's hinterland. Who's who? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, that would be beautiful. Yeah, and I mean, it. We would do this across Canada, but there's no publishers to go to, or very few publishers to go to up here. So, the point was to actually make games on the road. You know, somebody's driving. The rest of us are videotaping and the whole design process, making a game, ending up on the doorstep of like some publisher, and pitching them as we knock on the door, the game that we just made on the way there. And That's maybe the we even pick up a designer along the way, so they help us for that game. Oh, exactly, yeah, yeah, yeah. That, was a, that, was, that was, you know... Kidnapping just comes with the territory, really. That's what we do across True. state lines. Apparently we're pretty good at it. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, that that would be the hope, is to be able to do something like that for a fair bit of time. I'm not really sure how much time my family will let me do it. Yeah, we're still working out logistics and stuff like that. And and that's all in one night? Yeah, exactly. (laughs) We use the time zones in our favor. That's good. uh, Yeah, that's fair. Yeah, that's fair. uh, No, the idea would be that we try to condense it as fast as we can. Maybe we were driving through the night, so that's why we need some teams, people taking shifts to sleep. But uh, also then... Uh, we could offer unique coverage. Because one of the things we learned while doing all these cons was there's so many awesome people doing coverage already, and we didn't find we could access a lot of designers because a lot of designers are busy trying to pitch their games or get that precious time to play test. So we didn't find that cons were the best time to get you know some really quality material. Um, especially the big ones. Yeah, so, definitely not Gen Con. So, so what we're hoping is that we can actually bring and even edit. You know, we can learn from uh, the one tar and a few uh, people that might help us along the way. How to maybe make a video? She does and, magic and, in her videos. And um, and magic. try try to try to offer some content that designers might not only enjoy watching live or or near live, but also then. Uh, finding some content that you might regularly turn back to as a resource. Yeah, and I mean, I think we did that well at Origins with the combination of um, live periscopes versus uh, fully recorded and edited video. We have to find the the medium, 
sort of a, the balance between that for this type of trip and what it would be doing. We'd basically have to have a hotspot that we drive around with. Yeah, which is, I mean... Totally doable. It's just figuring it all out, right? The logistics. Yeah, there's a lot of logistics and stuff. Um, but yeah, I was super excited when I... When did we... Like, we discussed that... The road that was trip Origins. Road that was to, Origins. Yeah, when you were kidnapping me from Origins. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so yeah, that was awesome. And I'm, I'm a big, massive road trip traveler fan. So um, I'm, like, totally on board. So... I'm super excited about the possibility of that, and if we need to do any fundraising or anything like that, I will be throwing my my weight behind that for some sort of cross-promotional something or something. something. Definitely. Definitely. And speaking of other things that we need to learn how to do, we definitely want to get all the content from the videos done in an audio format for podcasts so that people can find us on iTunes and things like that. Um, you know, this show, some people have said, you know, you don't really need to do it on Google Hangouts. And really, the only reason why we do it on Google Hangouts is because it's easy. Um, it's automatically saved and uploaded and all that kind of stuff. I like seeing people that I'm talking to. Um, I disengage when I don't see them. So I like seeing you guys because you're all pretty. And uh, that keeps me engaged in the conversation. So that's why I like Google Hangouts. The problem is that a lot of people who want to listen to the show on the way to work really can't do that because we don't have an audio version of it. And so that's what this winter is for. Part of our fundraising from our campaign was to get the software and basically allow Daryl the time to do that over the winter months. So we're up to episode 52, and we've got a whole bunch of other content on there. Some of it we might not do the audio from, like a lot of the periscopes may not be audio if it is it specifically a design-related thing. Um, but a lot of our special things like the interview with, uh, well, I actually I don't know if we can do the interview with Seiji Kanai because it's in so, Japanese. That one's a little difficult. That I might can, be difficult. We might do a voiceover? I don't think so. Well, I mean, you might have Japanese listeners who would be interested in it. That's true too, right? Yeah. I would, um, I would still listen to it if it was in a language that I could not understand. <laughs> and that's the other thing that we uh, hope to get a bunch of things done as well. Now that Dylan is in France, mm -hmm. is a, a few more interviews with some special of the reports. Designers. Yeah, more man on the street special reports. Uh, courtesy of Dylan when he's actually in his wake-up time, and that would yeah. be really awesome. He doesn't have to be full of caffeine. No. Uh, uh, Although he almost always is. He kind of like almost he always is. Yeah, I feel like he does. Well, that's not always caffeine in that cup. Yeah, yeah. I can yeah. buttered rum. Buttered rum! I'm, uh, I'm working on taking the Quebec edge off my French accent, so we'll, we'll see how that goes. Yeah, I heard about that. That's pretty funny. <laughs> we're just we're just diving right into the after show. Is just melded oh, into oh, the, totally. the show. Totally. Go right ahead. Um, yeah. Well, talking talking after show and just uh, chaos moments. Uh, another memory that I have was doing the show in Zurich, and the the room next to me screaming and smashing on the door every like ten minutes. That was a funny. Funny experience for me, uh, and then the hotel. I have, being... I have the same experience here in Little Rock, Arkansas. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Why is that? Right? More like the cats, like. Yeah, the like cats kids are like, banging. The kids are like the cats are banging and screaming. Yeah. Yeah. 
Another cool thing that's happened because of this show is a whole lot of collaboration um, that I, I don't think we talk about a lot. Well, we do, but I don't know if people know how much design collaboration has been brought about because of Maple Syrup. So even just in this little crawl space right here, Daryl and Steph are working on something. I know Daryl's linked up with a bunch of other people, like Brian uh, through this, and Jonathan and I are working on some stuff together. So there's been a whole lot of relationships that the show has actually helped us create, which is really nice. Uh, Steph, do you want to talk about what you're doing with Daryl? No. Daryl, do you want to talk about what you're doing with Steph? No. Dylan, do you want to guess what Steph and Daryl are doing together? I, I, I don't think that guessing is, is my strong suit, Sen. <laughs> I'm not Who good at this guessing ge thing. What, whose strong suit is guessing? Uh, that is like my who, best. That's my who, best game mechanic. Yeah, who's, who's like, man, I'm so good at just randomly I, guessing I'm things. so putting that on my resume now. <laughs> I'm such Random a good guesser. guesser. I am a hard I'm a, worker. I'm a also, I'm I'm good at guessing. I make good, educated guesses. <laughs> you know, my biggest educated, fault is that I'm a perfectionist. These are uneducated guesses. These are just strictly <laughs> guesses. <laughs> uh, yeah, I I have no idea. I I'd throw it out there. I'd say making lasagna. Oh my, that's um, it. It's a game see, about making lasagna. I'd is it Garfield the game? More about lasagna making. I would um, definitely games. buy a, a Garfield licensed lasagna game. That's like exploding kittens and cats in a blender, all no. at one, all in one. No, so this, because Garfield gonna... is never in danger. Like his life. No, he's he's sitting large. He's sitting pretty. Yeah, yeah. He's li living large. I think his life is community. almost never in danger. Yeah, it's we, like we are definitely gonna have to get like a Brangelina name. So I'm thinking like uh, St Strandrews or Standrews. We can kind of do Sterile? it. Sterile? Sterile. Sterile. I love it. Sterile, that's the best. Don't it. you love having an S name? Or like a, yeah. It's just like sweet. All right, we're good. We're good. I Sterile. hate everything. <laughs> Very yeah, nice. We're Very definitely nice. in the after hours. Definitely. Oh, and look, we're losing viewers. I'm kidding. <laughs> um, so yeah, a lot of great relationships have happened because of this show. A lot of contact with publishers. So, you know, I think this show has really been a great year for us, for Daryl and myself. Um, Daryl has pretty much kind of taken the year off of work, uh, and this is a good part of what he's been doing. Um, so thanks, Daryl, for doing that. Um, and th thank Tanya for allowing you to do that, of course, uh, supporting your, your lifestyle. And, you know, I, I, I definitely believe that Meeple Syrup has been that next level for me personally uh, and professionally in the game design industry to kind of get out there when, you know, it's, it's hard as a Canadian, to, to be totally honest, it's actually hard to get to a lot of the cons just due to cost of travel and our crappy dollar. So the Meeple Syrup show has allowed us to do that and allowed people to come to us uh, virtually and you know get to meet people this way so I think it's been really really beneficial and so next year we want to do even more of that just kind of in a different more creative way and I think Daryl's spot on with saying you know other people do the con coverage better than we do 
Tiffany being, you know, the finest example of that pretty much. And, you know, we do what we do and we talk about designers and things like that, but maybe there's a better way or a different way to do it that makes it more engaging or could be better coverage of, of what we actually do. So, cool. Dylan, what did you do? I did nothing. What did he do, Daryl? I'm going to my Twitter. I'm going, I'm going to my Twitter account. I, I do nothing. There's I, nothing to see. To unfollow what, Dylan's Twitter. Stop. Stop. <laughs> you stop. No, I do nothing. <laughs> what did you do? <laughs> I don't think you actually did anything. I just I just tweeted something. Just okay. Tweeting. I'll I'll look just later. Tweeting. I'll look later. I'm tweeting. I'm tweeting here. Yeah, that's his job. That's his job. Is, I see Stephanie's mouth moving, but her mic's not on, so I'm not sure she's talking to us or to the cat. She's muted. Stephanie's here? Sorry. <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm going to let you finish. No, he is... Don't worry, I have my social media guys on it. Dylan Kirk is... Um, yeah, you better watch out. Red he's Pants... apparently the worst. He's people apparently disappear. the worst. Listen, our PR people are all over it, so... Taking care of <laughs> the red pants mafia is on the case. Is that what yeah. we're saying? I mean, I'm not saying they are, but I'm not saying they're not. I gotta, <laughs> live in fear I, of that anticipation. The yeah. shoe. I get to throw this out there with mention of the red pants mafia. I have said this uh, to uh, Stephanie, but uh, I am looking forward to the future red pants mafia network, where all these different channels are merged under the umbrella of red pants. Why Do you have you to laughing? wear red pants? Why are you laughing? Well, it's one you, of our we don't even colors. see your pants. Uh, that's you the, pants. We're, we're all wearing red pants right now. Well, I believe Stephanie probably is, although it would kind of clash with all that blue she's got going on. That's not blue. I'm not actually turquoise. wearing, I'm wearing a removed from play shirt. There you go. Nice. Which, which is War Machine hordes, if anyone. Yeah. <laughs> I love War Machine. I wish I could play it more. Did you play War Machine ever, Dylan? Uh, I think there may have been a time when I played War Machine a long time ago against a fireman in Calgary. <laughs> That's so specific. What is that? That's Tiffany, like, did yes. you play War Machine? How a fairy tale starts. I don't even know what it is. That's how ignorant I am. You it's, guys, a, it's a miniature game. Yeah. So, yeah, are you, Tiffany, have you ever played any war games, any miniatures games? Um, No. Do you like do you like painting and assembling models? I feel like okay, here's the deal. Tiffany, you're so creative. I feel like you would actually be a really good miniatures war game player because I feel like you could create these really creative and awesome army combinations and I also feel like your model painting would be really neat. I actually I, do. I actually um I made the horrible mistake of doing one of those free mini paintings. Oh, I like those. Um, and I, I got, I, I got the, the bug. Um, so yeah, I, um, for Steve went out of town for something, and I really wanted to get him a gift, and so he was gone for like four days, and so it was I, when you came back from Canada. Yeah, yeah, because you like confirmed my crazy idea, which was, which was a great thing. Um, <laughs> But so like when I was in Canada, I Amazon, I like Amazon one clicked a copy of Imperial Assault, and I made sure that it would arrive when Steve had already left um, for his trip. 
And then I spent that entire four-day weekend painting the miniatures in the Imperials all like, Did you paint all of them? That's, that's a I lot. Got, I got just over halfway done. I finished all the stormtroopers and I finished I finished the entire like empire stuff. Um, and I was working on the uh, the like individual unique characters when he when he came home. But I had to stop because like my carpal tunnel was just really bad mm. after like doing three days straight. But I was just like watching Korean dramas on Netflix while watching Korean dramas on Netflix. <laughs> Um, nonstop and painting miniatures that for like four days straight. It was, it was the weirdest bachelor at weekend I've ever had in my life. And you want to continue this? I, I do feel. want to continue painting them, and I actually um, on my list of videos to shoot and edit is a Tiffany teaches uh, miniatures painting. But yeah, I don't have time right now for that. Much more time. I I just I can't paint. I you really can. No, you know what? Yeah. Well, it's it's well. I actually mentioned it earlier that I'm a perfect. That my biggest pro my biggest weakness is that I'm a perfectionist, and so with paint, it's even but, worse. But that's the thing. They're whatever you want them to be, so they aren't. They cannot be perfect. No, they have to be. I mean, unless you're trying to match them to someone else's <laughs> figures, they cannot. They have, they have to it's look like always a comparison. No, you, you no, you can't. You can't look at anyone else's. You have to just do them. You have to just do your own. No, mm -hmm. that's 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 too hippie. That's has too to hippie. has to fit the codex. Has to, no. Well, no. That, that's the other thing, right? It's a competition well, yes. for them. No, it's no, no. It's not a competition. It's when when you when you actually play like Warhammer. Mm. And the people you play with say, "No, it has to be in codex colors." And it but has see, to be and this. that's the problem. That's actually when you want to be different. You have to be different. You oh, want to be I'm pretty different because you could fight the same exact army from someone else, and it would actually be very beneficial if your army looked totally different. Now, Dylan, if you saw a non-codex colored uh, painted uh, army on the table, would you be the kind of person who said, "No, that's not allowed"? No, I'd have to ask the individual who painted it to see if he had enough knowledge or she had enough knowledge to be able you'd to actually... You'd, cr you'd cred check them? He would totally cred check he, them. He you would not only check cred check them, but if, he, if they failed, he would get out of communicate here. them. Is this, get is out this of a here. failure? Is get this a out of here. To understand the code get out of here. Or get out of here. edginess? Is this like... Get out of here. Is this just... A rebellion. You know, okay, no, no. Knowledge, or is it is it real artisanship? Yeah, because obviously the codex are made up. But what happens if it was historical stuff that was wrong? Oh. Hey, this is why I like to paint my guys eight 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 Mentor Legion because most people don't have the compendium if they're playing nowadays. Okay, so, Dylan, it doesn't exist, you and I, you and I are going to talk later, okay? And like later, later, because like not just Paris later, but you and I are going to talk later, okay? <laughs> So it'll be okay. it'll be it'll be Strillin? <laughs> yeah. Delafony. Delafony. That sounds like weird. Raw. Strick. Whatever. Raw. Raw. Okay. Nobody nobody's listening at this point. What do we have? Eight viewers. That's amazing. You guys are phenomenal. Yeah. Well, the the eight people. You are saints. <laughs> yes, you guys, you're putting up a thought. Bless them. you, all of you. You all win something amazing, yeah, I feel you like. you really should. It's because Suze is here, though. Yeah. So. Mm, it's always because Suze is here. That's kind of always. 
the reason we have you. Someone's going to the beach. Daryl is like, I gotta rap soon. I'm going to the beach. <laughs> In the chat. Shut Whatever. up. That's what give that stuff up. Daryl's going to the beach. Bye, uh, guys. Gotta rap. I'm going to the beach. Just so you guys know. That's why we're closing. <laughs> wow. Outed. Outed. <laughs> I, I also have to get the kids up and go to work. Yeah, see? Is... That's what I said. I have to write a lesson plan. So. I have to. Yeah, There's I have to go to bed. Stuff. Maybe mark some papers. I have I to know. make a character. <laughs> did your character die, Steph? No. I did not yet. It probably will. <laughs> yeah, it probably will. It's it inevitable. Will. I mean, mm-hmm. death is inevitable, right? It's a bard, so yeah, that probably will. It oh, will are you going to sing? Well. Oh, we have to sing. Were we going to sing in the after show? Oh, we, we were almost we were. I, you go. You you all go first, and then I'll follow. Yeah, because yeah, that's going to happen. Right on top of that. What, is it, what are the lyrics? Daryl, you need to prep your uh, your beach voice. Your beach Is your that a thing, voice. Steph? Yeah. Beach voice? In Arkansas, maybe. Beach boys. Your beach boys voice. Are there beaches in Arkansas? Good vibrations. There are no beaches in Arkansas. Really? This is a landlocked state. Yes. There are, well, there are lakes. We have a lake. There are lakes. They're not... Those aren't really beaches. We have lakes that are very beachy. Yeah, but yeah. we have giant lakes. For five yeah. minutes every summer. I, I wouldn't <laughs> call... You wouldn't call any lake has a beach? Mm-mm. No. Don't, listen to, these, don't listen to these Ontarians. It's like wow, they, they like discrimination against fresh water. Just, <laughs> just saying, just saying. Okay, you it's, need it's to come to Arkansas. Listen, okay, no, no, no. The lakes in Arkansas are phenomenal, by the way. Like, a, it's a, it's a good destination spot for a lot of people. ZZ top vacations. I, I might. Arkansas. I'm, I'm gonna drive through. I'm gonna drive through Arkansas on my way to BGGCon. Are you? Arkansas, Arkansas you is on the way. Stop at my house. Stop at I, my house. I'm, I'm driving with. Oh, Philippe. you're driving I'm with. Like... I'm driving with Philippe from Egertsville, and we're going Chicago. They're going barbecue. Yeah, we're going uh, to Chicago, going... St. Louis, Memphis. They hit up like different barbecue places. You literally are going to go right through and Little we, Rock. And then, yeah, and then we got to go across. The barbecue festival slash contest, the national one, is in Arkansas. Well, are you kidding all, me? Not, no. while we're dri- not while Arkansas, we're driving through. Arkansas wins a lot in this competition. Mm. All right, so let us know when that is because barbecue is like our second thing after. I mean, it's probably, I'm pretty sure it's like in this. Like spring to summertime, and not in November. But Dylan, Dylan's got to go. Dylan, say goodbye. Bye, love Dylan. You all. Bye, Dylan. Love you all. We love you. Yeah, we love Especially you, Dylan. And I'll see you guys later. All right, see you guys. Mm-hmm. All right, so we probably should wrap it up, anyways, because uh, Dylan's gone, and Daryl's got to go to the beach. How should we end this? What's like a good? Like, I feel like we need a really good. This is our. I, this is. Your anniversary I, episode. I feel like Wait, should we sing? Should we sing Happy Birthday? Oh, not the singing again. Why don't <laughs> Why don't you rap it? You know, like, honestly, I was going to I was going to use the Flintstones Happy Anniversary Happy Anniversary song for the intro song today, but I I couldn't get it off of YouTube. Yeah, why Why don't you just do that right now? Uh, because <laughs> why don't you just do that? Oh my God! Why? Yeah. Tiffany, 
Yeah. Would you like to, Would you like to say some anniversary words to Daryl and Sen? Uh, words of advice. Words of advice. Uh, Where the, the glasses because you could see better. Well, I can see. The problem is I've been staring at this. No, not those. No, not those. The ones on your head. Oh, oh, yeah. Sorry, sorry. There we go. There you go. Now you can see. See now you can um, see. Yeah. Oh my goodness. These do trippy. Oh. And Ichi's like trying to barge into the room right now with Steve apparently. Uh, <laughs> well, they, they can come join. Steve, you want to come be on camera? We're, we're signing off. It's the goodbye. I would love to see Steve. That would be yeah. great. We'd all love to see. Do you want to pick I'd like, up? Steve? I'd like to see Steve and Ichi. Yeah, they want you to pick up Ichi. He like went away. This is the best sign off ever. My my roommate's in his underwear. He should also come on camera. Yeah. Eric. It's after hours. No, they wanted. Okay, well here, then I have to take Ichi. <laughs> Hey, there's Ichi. Come here. There we go. Hey, Steve. Oh, all the animals. It's the family. You could just like, Yay. just one, just like an arm. <laughs> and the cat went bye-bye. Just like an arm. Because it's a cat. Just an arm. Just show them your, just come in here. Come in show, here. Us, show us a limb. <laughs> there, there's, a, there's a limb. Oh, I'm a limb. Oh. <laughs> hey, Ichi. I tried. I tried. There's Ichi. Uh... So uh, I guess the only anniversary advice I got is, you know, listen listen to your partners and uh, your partner and just, uh, you know, whenever you have a dispute, just work through it. You know, communication is key and just, you know, just be there for each other. That's all I got. What do you give? What's the anniversary present for one year? Is it wood? Do you give them wood or is it like, what is it, paper? Sheep, sheep. <laughs> I don't, do you, no, I'm serious. What is that thing? Is that I paper? Don't, I don't even know. Ichi's just like, I don't want to be a part of this right now. Yeah, Ichi is so over it. Ichi is over it. Oh. <laughs> She's sitting on the stool. Well, right I want to say like, thank no. you, th thank you, Sen and Daryl, for having me on your show uh, more than once, which is weird um, <laughs> that you would do that. Bye, everybody. Bye, Steve. Bye, Ichi. Yeah, thank you, yes, and also thank you for having me on repeatedly and kidnapping me. The also, whole time. Tiffany's Darkwing Duck shirt is awesome. It is. <clears throat> I've got more compliments on this shirt. It's JCPenney's men's graphic tee section. Awesome. Love it. So, yeah, so th thank you for having me on the show, and you guys are awesome. And what Tiffany said, yeah, listen to your partner. <laughs> there we go. Because makeout sex is awesome, right? Oh, what is it? Makeup. 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 I, um... Is that when Sen's Periscope channel just got real different. <laughs> really? I, got really? for you. I got a set for you if you need it. Just got real different. Yeah, <laughs> Tiffany has it all set up. Her, She's like, that's so weird. I don't know how this camera got set up on the bed. That's Why weird. is it like, I just have to, totally I have so to record here. It's so weird. This, like... It was it was in my office and somehow the camera got turned. It's weird. I can't like move it. Yeah. In it. <laughs> oh well. On that note, I think we're gonna wrap it up, Daryl. What do you say? 
Yeah, well, obviously, thank you to our viewers and supporters. Thank you to Steph and Tiff and our other wonderful hosts, uh, JR and Ace and Dylan, uh, for hanging out with us this evening and really just supporting and uh, having our backs. Uh, we really do appreciate you and have fun doing this. I love you lots uh, and you. lots and lots. Uh, I'll also give a plug for next week's episode. We got Sue's back in the third chair, and we have uh, Brian Lentz from Grand Grand Con, and another con organizer will be here as well. And we'll be talking about board game cons. So yeah, check it out next week. It'll be pretty awesome. Uh, with that said, keep making great games. Look forward to playing your game soon. Oh, we have to dance. Yeah, you have to do it for And we're off. <laughs>